0: Welcome to another episode of InsureTech Leaders, Fueling the Tech-Enabled Broker, brought to you by BrokerTech Ventures. Our guest today is Jelani Fenton, founder and CEO of Safari InsureTech. Safari is an organization that's focused on helping to solve the industry challenges of the aging workforce and diversifying the insurance industry, as well as incorporating DEI into their makeup. Thanks, Jelani, for talking with us today. How important is DEI in the insurance industry, and what is Safari's approach?
1: You know, when I first started my career, I was in a class of roughly 70 recent grads in the leadership development program at Marsh, which is the largest commercial insurance brokerage in the world. So I was the only Black male in a class of about 70 recent grads. There were two other Black females, and there was one other Hispanic female in our class, and then everyone else essentially was coming from non diverse backgrounds. And you know, there were a lot of folks in my co in my class at that time that were referrals of people who, you know, they had family in the industry or, you know, they were coming in through different pipelines. And, you know, ultimately From day one, uh, it was late July of 2013, I recognized that there was uh, a structural issue there that our industry was facing, which was that there just weren't that many people who even understood that these opportunities existed. So as I kind of think about what our mission is, we're focused on not only helping to increase awareness of insurance industry careers for people coming from diverse backgrounds, but we're going after two-year institutions, military transition offices, and obviously some four-year institutions as well, with a very particular approach, which is we're really focusing in on two-year institutions in particular because there are barriers to you know accessible, affordable education in our country, right? and there's there's you know, now we're starting to kind of see this shift as the labor market, has been super tight over the past several years. And as we experience a demographic shift across our country, where more folks are starting to retire out and leave the workforce, where we have to be a lot more creative. And as we kind of think about these new pipelines of talent that we can tap into, Getting that diverse pipeline of talent will be extremely important, and that's the reason why we're going after these pipelines, which typically tend to have a more diverse population. So that's kind of one piece of it. Um, and as I kind of think about diversity, equity and inclusion, I think that it will obviously evolve, too, right? Because now you have things such as neurodiversity, which is which a lot of people are starting to kind of think through as well in terms of where how can we incorporate that into DE and i within all industries, uh, in particular, the insurance industry as well. Um, so that's kind of one component of it. But then I think, from a socioeconomic perspective too, how do we kind of lift people that might be on a track where they, you know, would would be on a track towards doing more lower skill types of work and get them into higher skill, higher uh, higher wage, upside types of of career paths? Because you know, we all know that opportunity is not distributed equally in our country, but talent is so we're really looking to kind of find a lot more of the i would call it like hidden hidden gem talent that that we can kind of start to kind of cultivate that into the pipeline that we want to build for the insurance industry in the future so ultimately you know to, to kind of bring it all together diversity equity and inclusion will be extremely important for our industry because you know whether folks will acknowledge it or not like the demographics of our country are changing you know i think that i i was reading a stat the other day with like i think it's like 60 percent of gen z uh identifies as multicultural uh, of of having a multicultural background of some sort, right? So as I think about what our industry will need to do in order to be able to adequately satisfy their customers. Now we're just talking about the business opportunity here, right? Like you're gonna have to have a diverse team in order to be able to sell into diverse markets and spending power within diverse markets has only been increasing over the past 30 years. I think from 1990 to 2020, the the proportion of wealth that was in multicultural communities increased from right around ten percent up to twenty percent. So doubled in about in, in about a thirty year time frame. So as we kind of think about like why where we can be most impactful, it's in helping organizations across our industry be able to recruit the talent that they can then be able to, you know, essentially put on the front lines for all of the work that they want to do in terms of selling into diverse and multicultural markets. So there's the, it's not only the right thing to do, but it's also a huge business opportunity as we kind of think about the demographic shifts that are happening in our country.
0: What is one thing about starting up Safari that you didn't expect to happen?
1: You know, I think the, the most difficult part or the, the thing that, I wasn't prepared for is just how long and difficult the sales cycle can be. So, you know, a part of getting the whole company started was just like doing outreach to companies and doing outreach to different industry organizations and doing outreach to uh, to others just kind of across the insurance ecosystem to start to figure out if this is something that like is actually a problem. But, you know, the, the difficult part and the tricky part there was... Converting over from like from concept over to actual like business opportunity is a very difficult, tricky type of of space to navigate. So that was one of the things that like kind of really you know opened my eyes to just uh, the ability to sell as something that like is extremely important for an entrepreneur or for any anyone that's going to be going out you know starting a company. So that part was. By far, the the thing that kind of uh, you know opened my eyes a lot to this whole process.
0: And then, with Safari being so new, what do you think success looks like for it in its first five years?
1: Yes, in the first five years, and I, I don't often share this, so I'll kind of I'll, I'll take you guys kind of behind the hood for a little bit more about like my, my kind of grand vision here. But ultimately, the goal here is to create the next school for insurance. Um, you know, I think that one of the structural issues that our industry has compared to finance or accounting, which are similarly sized industries, is that there is not as large of a pipeline of people who are studying insurance compared to finance and accounting right like you can study finance and accounting anywhere any two or four year institution and there will always be awareness of those career paths for people on every campus in america versus in uh you know in the insurance industry Drake University right in your backyard is a fantastic example of of an awesome risk management insurance program. Um, And there are several others such as UGA, Temple, St. John's spread out across the country. But, you know, unfortunately, there are less than 100 full time or even part time risk management and insurance programs across the country. So as we kind of think about that compared to the actual number of people that we have working in our industry, which is about 3 million, and also the amount of people that are reaching retirement age, we need to be a lot quicker in terms of building that awareness of insurance industry careers for students that are currently on campus and ultimately the way that we're looking to do that is to not only partner with two-year institutions but to really kind of build up our own and we take a lot of we take a lot of inspiration from some of the uh, bootcamp programs that have been really popularized on the IT and the software development side for people that are coming from uh, non-four-year degree backgrounds or coming from other non-traditional types of backgrounds to get into these types of roles so you know ultimately what's success will look like for Safari is if we can kind of be that brand name that can take someone that maybe they weren't able to afford a four-year degree, or maybe a four-year degree wasn't necessarily for them, and maybe a boot camp program aligns a little bit more with their skill set and their needs, um, but also as kind of the brand name for all things on-campus recruitment for the insurance industry to really build that awareness that our industry needs uh, to help expand the pipeline of young folks that are interested in joining our industry.
0: What piece of advice do you have for folks in this industry?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that there are the the biggest challenge that I feel like I run into as I look to to kind of sell this this program is that there's a lot of education around, you know, going out and rethinking the way that we typically recruit, right? Because I, I think if you ask, 10 insurance people, how they ended up in the insurance industry, eight or nine of them would likely say, I fell into it, right? Whether it was falling into it because, you know, they somehow stumbled upon a website or stumbled upon like an insurance company at a job fair, whatever the case is, or they had a family member or an acquaintance or or someone within their network that ultimately ended up connecting them into an opportunity within our industry. So I, I encourage everyone in our industry to be, more thoughtful around the types of pipelines that we're tapping into. I think that we just need to be a lot more strategic around the way that we recruit, right? A lot of people have been talking about this whole talent gap for the past 10 to 15 years, but unfortunately, I don't really see anyone really doing anything about it. And I think that InsurTech has been a really good mechanism to really kind of help our industry move forward and to force incumbents to be more strategic and to be more thoughtful about the way that they are distributing their products and the way that they are essentially operating their businesses and recruitment and development of new talent into our industry should be no different. So, you know, to the extent that like we can kind of help companies get a little bit more educated around why they should want to expand their uh, recruitment channels to more two-year institutions or to more people that might be transitioning out of the military and are looking for for full-time job opportunities, as opposed to just going to RMI programs uh, and, and only recruiting students from those from those programs or other four-year degree programs. Like, you know, I just want to make sure that we are, as an industry, just being strategic and thoughtful about the way that we're recruiting new talent into our into our industry because this is really going to be what what pushes our industry forward which is recruiting as high performing and high output of a pipeline as possible within that obviously recruiting more diverse talent too. So as long as we can be more efficient and thoughtful and have more of an open mind around the way that we recruit more talent, um, I think that that's that's really something that can can help us be able to compete in the global war for talent with tech, with finance, uh, a whole bunch of other different industries that we're continually competing for talent with.
0: And then what other opportunities are on the horizon for Safari?
1: Yeah. So, you know, right now we're just in full speed growth mode, you know, so we started our first cohort about a month, five weeks ago with a large life insurance company. Um, and we're actually going to be starting another cohort with them next month. Then we've got several opportunities in the pipeline. Obviously, huge shout out to the Broker Tech Ventures Program for all the work that they've done to really kind of broadcast the work that we're doing here at Safari and for some of the initial engagements that we'll be kicking off with BTV Partners over the next two to three months. But, you know, I'd say over the next six months, we're really going to be focused on getting the word out about just the concept of apprenticeships uh, within the insurance industry to BTV Partners, to Partners that we've uh, that we've onboarded through the Global Insurance Accelerator and other companies that we're looking to work with, uh, while also really kind of helping to bridge that gap between the insurance companies and the community colleges and four-year institutions that we're looking to recruit from as well. Really excited for some of the opportunities that we have in the pipe uh, with certain HBCUs and HSIs to really kind of help increase awareness of insurance industry careers on those campuses. But, you know, we're very much so, as I, as I like to say, I want to grow and scale this as efficiently and as quickly as possible. So, you know, we're, we're very much so in growth mode to help create new programs uh, on a national basis with a variety of different schools.
0: How would you describe what you do to your family and friends?
1: So this is actually, it's always a challenge because I feel like every day, uh, you know, my family just seems to think that I don't. Work Or like they seem to think that like I have all the free time in the world just since I work for myself, you know, but ultimately the way that I describe what we do is that, you know, I, I I call us kind of like a mini trade school for the insurance industry. And what I tell them that I do all day is I tell them that I sell and it's selling myself. It's selling a brand, it's selling a service, um, but it's also selling an opportunity to the job seekers that we're looking to get into the pipeline. So, you know, the technical description that I, that I give out there is the, uh, you know, kind of that trade school for the industry. But in terms of what I actually do on a day-to-day basis, it's just, it's selling all day.
0: And where can we learn more about Safari?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, feel free to, to check us out on uh, our website. So that's just insuresafari.com. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to have uh, discussions about the next generation of talent um, you know, with folks too. So I'm, uh, I'm always available for a chat. So I would say that the best way to connect with us are either on our website, feel free to sign up for our distribution list or to connect with me directly on LinkedIn.
0: Well, thank you so much, Jelani, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been great.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of InsureTech Leaders, fueling the tech-enabled broker. Until next time.